The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Hello to everyone out there in Zombieland. I'm Gina, former host of We Live, a weekly podcast about life after reanimation that I was broadcasting from an island lighthouse somewhere off the coast of the Pacific Northwest. And I'm aging Gen X shock jock radio DJ Joe Dees. One night I broke into Gina's lighthouse thinking it was abandoned, but after I found out she had a plethora of audio equipment, I decided to never leave and turn her depressing death-filled podcast into the We Live Zombie Carnival morning show. Every week, guests from around the world call into our show. They range anywhere from movie producers, podcast hosts, musicians, and even doctors and professors. Unfortunately, by the end of their interview, they are attacked by zombies and killed live on the air. Don't let that get you down. Since we're a radio show, we always make sure to send them off to the best underground and indie music around the world. Think End of Days meets College Radio. And it's all based on the award-winning screenplay of the same name. So make sure to check out We Live. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Every Friday, right here on... Brains 98.6 KZ. Welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. Hello everyone and welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. I'm your host Joe and with me today is my co-host Rob. Hey everybody. How you doing? Keeping cool in this heat that we have? No, this heat can get fucked. Like, this is this is going to be cooler, thank God. Yeah, I mean, because this will be October, right? Yes, sir. Oh, in that case, I am enjoying myself greatly now because it's October, and uh, I love October. It's my favorite month of the year. It's a wonderful. Well, it also helps as your birthday, but uh, birthday. I mean, my birthday, Emily's birthday. You know, everybody important's birthday. Sorry, Joey. Well, hold on. Oh, I'm gonna tell Chuck that. Oh, man. Look, He's Chuck knows him. that his birthday is in a fucking shithole month. He doesn't have to have me tell him that. <laughs> I mean, he might as well be like standing in hell for his birthday, as hot as fucking July is. Yeah, yeah. Not that I have any room to talk. Like end of June is yeah, exactly. Not as well, but but anyway, yeah. So it is October. Um. So we're back to our Hilltober, I think is what we call it. I don't know. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is our first. I mean, I liked it better with Lock and Key because then we could call it Locktober. <laughs> yes, but we're also almost done with Lock and Key. I know. Similarly, we're almost done with with uh, all of the Hill House comics. So in like three months when we mm-hmm. are done with both of these, we've got to figure something else out. Which, hey, after this one, I am a-okay with being done, because this was just... Yeah, so, okay, so, yes, we... I'm not a big fan of this one, let's just, I guess... Well, okay, well, before we get into that, uh, we are covering Daphne Hill. Nope. Daphne oh, Byrne. Daphne Byrne. I, I'm getting myself confused here. Daphne Byrne. 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 Daphne Byrne. The writer is Laura Marks. The artist is Kelly Jones. The colors are done by Michelle Madsen. And the letters were Rob Lay. 
Uh, we'll be covering issues one through six. They were published by DC Comics in 2020, as part of the Hill House Comics run that came out in that year. You know, we and we've already covered a few of them. We we had uh, Basketball Heads, which was fun. Uh, the, which was great. Uh, we did. What did we do? The Dollhouse. Dollhouse family, which I also liked. Really good. Um, what was the other one? Looking at my thing real quick. Nope, not Dollhouse. Oh, it. Shoot, what was the last one that we did last year? That's a with, great question. The, the, the um, two in the, the the town. Fuck, I don't remember what it was. Oh my my memory betrayed me. Oh, Lolo Woods. There we go. Found it. Yeah, that's what it I'm was. Start with an L, but I couldn't remember where my L's were on my shelf. Do you have an alphabetical order? I do. You, then there's no helping you. <laughs> I thought I thought the L's were down here, but they were actually over here. Once I once I realized, wait, oh shit. Okay, I found them. It's all good. Uh, but no, those three were great. Those three were great. And yeah. I know the next one that we're going to be doing next year, the plunge is also really good and really successful because Joe Hill actually wrote that one. This one, Daphne Byrne. So I'm not sure I understood exactly what they were trying to accomplish here because it's just, there's a lot of really shitty, um, I don't want to say character development because they're not really developed. There is no character development in all honesty. But Um, we start off with Daphne's mom going to a seance, right? Yep. And uh, there's this creepy dude in the street for whatever reason who has no eyes or no pupils. He's cataract. Um, Yeah. So, okay, first off, I want to say this. I've known about Kelly Jones's art for some time. Uh, He did a Batman run back in the 90s, and I've always loved his art. His yeah, art Batman doesn't have pupils either, so no, but <laughs> but he went from like Batman to doing like Swamp Thing and doing some like he he's really good at horror art. Gotcha. And this is why he's on this run. That's what really intrigued me for for this whole like series. But um yeah, like seeing seeing the cataract eye guy, the like I'm thinking, because I've read this before, but it's been a while. It looks like the Crypt Keeper. Like, well, I also thought he was going to be more important. Yeah, instead of his five seconds of fame. Well, he gets something later. So yeah, that was included in the five seconds. Okay. So yeah, we're, uh, we're at we're at school. It's New York, uh, 1886, and so we're at we're at uh, this the school where Daphne is attending. Uh, the other kids basically think she's a freak naturally. i mean in their defense you know she is staring off into space trying to pretend that nothing is real i mean didn't you always do that i always did that when i was younger no i used to draw so i didn't have to pretend to anything ah, but did you notice that her little pictures in front of her make a skull oh i did not nice N- now you did now i did <laughs> all right very cool I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got the typical like little kid thing where you know these girls are making fun of her uh, because her dad died in an opium den, and well, you don't find that out until she's four. Okay, yeah, but her dad died in an opium den. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, and 
her mom's broke because she's spending all of her money going to seances and stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I feel like they're trying to make her look like Wednesday Adams. Uh, a little bit. Like, I guess I understand that back in the you know 1800s, when somebody died, you had a very long period of mourning. Um, no, morning's the same every day. Like with a you <laughs> are you bastard. Um, but yes, you're right. Like she's she's in nothing but a black outfit, and she's in a black outfit the entire time. And it's been like a month and a half, I believe, since her dad died. Something so like that. Yeah. I don't. I thought the morning period, the morning period. Was uh, I had to make sure I said that for you? Um, was a week, maybe two, back then? Or I guess until you felt comfortable enough. I thought you were supposed to cut off all your hair and burn it on the funeral pyre. Uh, no, wait, never mind. That's a different. No, that's, yeah, that's a different. That's a different mythology. Um, I don't know. So, but either way, it, like right here, despite the fact that she's like somewhere between twelve and fourteen, they make her look like an old lady. Yeah. At, there are there are definitely very different times where she looks like she's ten years old, and then she looks like she's in her thirties. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about. Can we talk about the math problems on the board and how they are like not right? I didn't even look at the board. Yeah, just I mentioned that in in one picture. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Maybe they're they're uh, supposed to be figuring out like uh, why these don't work. <laughs> Maybe possibly. Um, so we get. Well, she's getting made fun of by these girls, and then this girl that looks like a guy um, comes by her while she's playing with rocks. And uh, I mean, they okay. So they're they're trying to establish that um, Daphne. I almost called her Amanda. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, that Daphne is smart. Like she's very intelligent. She picks up on things, you know, her, her dad taught her a lot of stuff. So I get that, you know, Yeah. but they also go all the way to the other side where they're trying to make her like, this is like creepy and an outsider kind of a thing. The edgy outsider thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's emo almost. So I try to make her well, emo. Except, except it's not like the emo kids that were actually emo. It's the emo kids that were trying to make emo their brand. Oh, the goth kids. Gotcha. I'm uh, kidding. No, I'm kidding. I love no that. that'd be the, it's like, you know, I'm so edgy that yeah. like, I burnt my cat and it's, you know, like stupid shit like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, okay. So we, we've got it that she's an outsider. Nobody likes her. She's weird. Her dad was an opium addict. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, and they, but, the, like we, like you said earlier, they were rich, but now they're losing money. They're they're bleeding money which, because which is wild. Keeps... I mean, okay, even if they were rich and her dad's been dead for a month, and her mom, because this is the the right here is the first seance that she'd been to. Was it the first one? I think so. Okay. So even let's say that cost you know, a decent bit of money, right? They couldn't have been that rich if in this little bit of time they've already lost all their money. Well, Either that or... I don't think they've lost all their money. It's just 
it like I said, they're bleeding money. Money's going well, off. Well, yeah, but they like but they, they talk lose about... their cook later on. Like the yeah, um, but there are also yeah. things that happen later on that makes you think the cook didn't actually quit. Sure. Yes. Um, and that maybe their money was being you know uh, siphoned off and not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's that's very possible as well. Um, but then we go. You know, we're we're back in her house, right? And she goes from being this little 10 year old kid to a, you know, um, early 20s adult while laying in her bed in a, um, uh, what the hell is that thing called? There you go. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, there's some hypersexualization of a child in this that is really awkward. Especially like you go to the very next page and then she looks like she's like seven years old. Yes. Because she's only um, like three foot four. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I still like Kelly Jones art. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the art. The problem is the premise of the art where, you know, like I get that, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, gothic and edgy and whatever. But the inability to keep the child's age in mind. And mind you, I have no idea what her age is because. They never say it. Yeah. Well, when she's standing next to the beggar right here that, you know, yeah. has the um, egg leg and no eyes. Yeah. And, yeah, she looks like she is as tall as he is sitting down. She is that tall standing up. Yeah, it, it there's there's a lot of problems with with that, which is which sucks. Um, but yeah, then then when you get into the seance, you see all the adults and she looks like she's seven again. Uh, with a really bad receding hairline and Dracula's haircut. Yeah, well, you know, like he's the edgy again. Which, like the, hey, look, it grows really, it grows really quick unless that's just smoke. I think it's no, it's her hair. No, you're right. It's not great. But like, okay, but her haircut. You you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, right? Yeah, like with Keanu Reeves and uh, Gary Oldson. Oldson, Oldman. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> I, yes, I know what I, I meant. I, I know, know, I I know what you're talking about. But that is, that is, I'm trying to give a description for our re- listeners. But his hair, when he first gets into the castle, when uh, Keanu Reeves first gets there, like Dracula's hair, that's what her hair looks like, except it's black instead of white. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, yeah, then we get the seance that goes through. Uh, Daphne isn't feeling great. The bell rises and rings, and oh my gosh their late husband is here and is going to talk to them. And oh, wow. It's, it's so amazing. Uh, and Daphne, again, being the smart one of the situation tells a, tells Papa, uh, it's like, Oh, Hey, you remember that night when I snuck out and we looked at the stars? Oh yes. It was such a beautiful thing. Yada, yada, yada. It, she figures out real quick that. Well, she made up the story just to see if it was you know true or not. Yeah. Which, I mean, is what everybody should do every time they go into anything like this. Because. And, you know, we're not saying we're not saying that these things aren't real. What we're saying is. is You can tell the difference between a realistic thing just by context. I mean, I get it that when you lose somebody, you don't really care. You're just like most people are just going to these things for comfort a sense of you know, comfort yeah, yeah exactly grief is, grief is ruling overall yeah i get so it. so they're gonna believe whatever you tell them i mean if it's you know if you're like oh yeah you know your uncle that hated you throughout life wants you to know that he's sorry and you know it's like they're gonna eat that shit up yep 
because they're they're looking for um not absolution closure but, uh, yeah closure is good one yeah so so daphne even says hey mom like these guys are idiots they're they're charlatans no they're not you just they knew things that happy. nobody else would know yeah which like it which but this this right here is how i knew that their nanny or whatever nanny yeah was bad because that was the only other person in their household that could have known all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder if that's actually going to be how they put it together. And I was glad to see that it was. I mean, it kind of last minute, but uh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, so, but you could see it trailing that way. I oh, mean, yeah, as yeah, yeah. The, if you're you know, paying attention. Yeah. If you're paying attention. Yeah. So me, I'm always paying attention, except for when I'm not. Which is most of the time. No, I'm actually always paying attention. It just seems like I'm not. That way people are distracted by thinking I'm not paying attention. And then, you know, I find out more things. That's fair. I'm always just observant, usually. And it's fun when... when I guess, I, in a way, I'm kind of the same way, because... It's casually observant, because nobody thinks you're actually being observant, and then they don't expect you to, you know... Actually, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. So Daphne is having a dream. She's running around through the the graveyard. She comes across her dad's grave, um, and then she hears a voice, and it's this little Dracula-looking kid, <laughs> very pale, um, and basically guiding her down into this crypt uh, where there's a bunch of monsters. And he's like, eh, "Don't worry, you're you're invited. They're, they're not gonna touch you." And he- we we get her. He brings her to this another seance of sorts. Except they're all pigs, and then yep. she sacrifices a pig. Uh, and then Which, again, up. right here during this whole dream sequence, she looks like she is, you know, in her 20s. Yeah. That's fair. And, and, I mean, like, she does. She looks like she looks like the actors that they cast to play teenagers in high school movies. In Stranger Things. <laughs> Actually, they were kids back then. Yeah. Um, In season one, yeah, they they were definitely kids, but yeah, not by season four. But no, well, you're especially right. like right here, which is, like she's got the blood on her hands, you know, because obviously she, you know, uh, had her first moon flow here, yep. and uh, like and she, she's but, freaking out. She's thinking that the everything's real, but yes, yeah, yeah, she looks like she is older than she should be. Yeah, I just like I said, and that's well, that's the end of the first uh, yep, the issue first right there, chapter. isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, and then we go into the next issue, and Nani shows up. It's like, oh, hey, you uh, like it's just your monthly, monthly, it's fine, we'll we'll get it taken care of. Um, and then Daphne's like, well, when does it when does it ever stop? And Nani's like, oh, when you're an old lady like me, it's it's you'll be fine, comes to visit you at least once, once a month now. You're great. Yeah. Good times. Good times. And then her mom comes in and she's like, oh, look, my baby's finally an adult. You don't have to go to school tomorrow because, you know, you're bleeding all over the place. And yay. Um, but that's that right there is all we get as far as her period goes. So she either has the lightest period possible that never bothers her and she never gets any cramps or anything. Or they were just doing this to show us that she's a woman quote unquote now. well and the other thing is though this takes place over this whole 
book takes place over what? Maybe five days? Yeah, something like that. Give, give or take. Because everything is starting to move quickly. M- maybe um, a total of... I say maybe a total of a week. Um, so you could argue... Nah, you know what? I'm gonna stop myself right there. Um, look, all I know is that in my uh, experience with women, um, their periods are never something that is just nothing. Uh, especially your first ones, you know. It uh, it tends to be. I don't want to say problematic because it's not. It's terrifying. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> purifying works we'll, i mean we'll as that. as a man i can't say anything uh, of knowledge because Correct. i only we have secondhand know. experience yeah we but the secondhand experience i know is that it, it is almost always shocking or you know horrifying or terrifying and um painful yes painful is the big one um anyway yeah so move, moving on um we get Daphne, she's trying to remember her dad, but she starts hearing the voice again, and this time she's not dreaming, and she freaks out and ultimately rushes out of the house. I think she ends up going to the library uh, to try and find books about... Um, about dreams, like about what dreams mean, interpretations and stuff, and... About what dreams may come. <laughs> that was a really fucking sad movie. Never saw it. Probably... Dude. Don't want to. Listen, it is a great movie. Oh, I know, I know, I've heard. But it is fucking sad. Yeah. And Robin Williams does an amazing job. He always does. Always did. I should say, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so we get the mom. Uh, was it Althea? I think her name is Althea. Yeah. Yeah. She goes back to the set. The Mrs. Rums Summer or, set or something. I don't know. Whatever fucking name is the, the charlatan. Yeah. Um, and basically she is telling Althea, I was like, all right, well, look, you need to marry again. Like your, your husband, Frederick has been saying this, you need to do, you need to do this way. And ultimately it's so because we both are not really invested in this book, we're going to be skipping around a lot. Ultimately, this is the charlatan trying to set her up with this guy who is going to be the vessel for uh, of uh, their, their lord, lord. Yeah. like this dark lord of the underworld and the dead and whatever and they're like oh yeah we have to prep her because you know uh, we heard whispers of her name being the one that's going to have the child that's going to be able to possess his powers or whatever yeah right and they're all like oh yes you're gonna give her a son and this dude's like yeah she's hot i'm gonna get my dick in her and they're like, no, you creepo, you have to wait until the time is right. And he's like, mm, as long as I get my dick wet, I don't care. Yeah, basically. And it's super creepy. Almost as creepy as the uh, old lady being half nude in the one part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then we get this doctor, uh, or Mr. Brooke, yeah. who Daphne finds out has been like debunking... Um, uh, supernatural phenomenon. Yeah, she finds this book in the library, and she's wanting to get information on him. Yeah, so, so she finds once, out that you know where he yes, lives and such. Yep. Uh, and, she sends him a letter, basically saying, "Hey, can I come visit you? Can we talk about this?" Now, all the while, while all that's going on, she is being harassed by the school bullies, basically. Well, that, but also that ghost child. Yeah. Child. Um, and he's he's. 
I mean, he's not really harassing her per se. He's trying to open her eyes. Uh, per and se. so per se. So like when he she does, she's able to see the world uh in a horrific way. And I really like this scene when she sees everything for the first time. Uh it it, it reminded me of uh scary stories tell in the dark a little bit. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. I mean, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but uh, it also doesn't really come into play all that much. Not really. Um, and then from here, the the kids from school are bullying her again. They're like, oh, well, she wasn't at school today, but she looks fine now. Like, let's go talk to her. And Daphne is, uh, she's like, well, hey, I got a secret to tell you. I think this is, which one's this one? Uh, Minnie, this a secret to tell Minnie, and it's like I can only tell you though. And so when she is getting ready to tell Minnie the joke or the secret, like she distorts her face to be in this creepy dead thing with spiders and yeah, like it, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. The 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 like these power things that she's got or whatever make no sense. Yeah, because she only does it like this one time. She does it here. She maybe does it again at the very end when she's fooling the cult. Maybe. And I say fooling because I don't know if it was actually a fool or not. Like, I, I I feel like it was actually real. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, but then we end the issue with her wanting to not have dreams again. and her. Well, her mom telling her, you know, oh, you attacked this girl. And blah blah blah. And... Oh no, no, that's that's next issue. Oh, is it? This this one. As soon as oh, that's home, right. Yeah, she's like, uh, tell tell Nani or Nani, tell Mom I'm going uh, up to my room, um, and then she's going to go to bed, but she wants she doesn't want to have dreams. And then the, I don't know, like, I don't know what the hell this is. So like, the little boy. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the Dark Lord or whatever that she's getting her powers from. Is that what it'd be? I'm assuming so. Honestly, that'd make more sense than because she she's got to invite him basically into her life and accept him, and that's what he keeps trying to get her to do. Okay, you know what? That makes a little more sense. Little, not much. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah. So she talks yeah. to her mom, and well, first off, she about makes out with the dude who may or may not exist. Um, <clears throat> Which, again, it helps with the... It actually makes more sense with the inviting in yeah. thing if if she's starting to accept him as a whatever. Uh, Which I also have to say that he also looks like he's probably in his mid-30s, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but so does she half the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's it very frustrating. Like, her mom looks younger than she does half the time. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, she is on her way back to school with Nani because Nani has to walk her to school to make sure she goes now because her mom doesn't trust her anymore. Yeah. Because and her she... mom gets hit on by this, uh, basically just dude in the street. Yeah. Um, it, well, it was the, uh, I'm assuming the landlord. I think it's a trash man. That could be it too. He looks like he looks like the garbage pickup man, you know. Yeah, but he's asking for the debts. Like she's got, she hasn't paid the rent in months, so I'm assuming it was the landlord. Yeah, ninety days arrears now. So I, 
unless it's just something that he found out and he was trying to uh, proposition her to get a little bit of which happens a lot in this book yeah to everybody which is wild yeah we'll get to that here in a minute yeah that's actually one of the things i wanted to talk about was uh you want to talk about now because it's not like we're really going okay so the 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 mr brooke that is supposed to be helping daphne to discredit the seance lady miss summer yeah i guess we should probably say this is after okay maybe we should go a little linear here sorry um yeah after the incident with the what's his name the the whatever guy the mom goes running back to the seance lady we see what's his name miss okay it's mrs swart swarthmore swarthmore Um, yeah but she sees uh fleming there and we see he's just kind of eating and drinking like it's it's the thing like obviously there's, there's something going on and 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 all that when Daphne meets up with Mr. Brooke, they cut formulate a plan to make this out like it's not real. Yeah, they he's going to pretend that he lost a, a child and then he wants to do the seance to, you know, talk to the child so he can get in there so he can see what's going on. Yeah. And. And they do. It, it, it happens that things are. In well, place now. I guess we should probably we should probably hit before that, that. uh when Daphne's mom does go to see Miss Summers or Mrs. Swarthmore, yeah, and Fleming is there, she drugs her tea. Um, yep, as they're talking, you know. Uh, then we go back to school where, um, basically everybody's well, before whispering we, before we get that. Like, I, I, I know we're we are literally jumping around here because this book is yeah, like, great. Um, yeah, drugs the tea, she passes out, and then they hit a lever. And out pops like eight different people. Yeah. And it's all, it's like some of the people that were in the seance the last time. Yeah. And it, they it carry her oh. body away on a table or a door or something. Uh, I think it's a, it's a chaise lounge. Oh yeah. You're right. It is. You, you have to do the chaise because that commercial back in the nineties. <laughs> um, but you know, she's, so she's at school and all the girls are making fun of her again. In class, yeah, in French class, which I didn't take the time to um, translate translate all this, but I know she says, "Hello, Daphne, you were late again today." Um, Something about um, going to Africa and um, how do you respond? And uh, it's not difficult. Come on, anybody. But anyways, like I I know a little bit because you know you can pick it up because they're basic words that sound the same in other languages. But whatever. So as this is going on, like she pictures all these creepy little demon things around all of her classmates, which by the looks of everything that's going on here, it looks like they're just planning on breaking all their necks. Yeah, oh yeah, no, she if she gave the word, all of them would be dead in a second. Yeah. Literally everybody. But instead, they just get splashed with a little bit of ink. Yep. And everybody freaks out. You know, the squid defense. Yeah. Zoryberg defense. (laughs) But uh, everybody freaks out, even the teacher. She's like, well, why, dear God, or uh, dear saints, or something like that. And she goes running out. And while this is going on, this is when her mom gets, you know, drugged and dragged away. Yep. And then she's in the alleyway talking to the invisible boy and she goes to meet Mr. Brooke. Yes. 
All right, so on to Mr. Brooke. Like I said earlier, that we get the plan. Um, it gets formulated, and he is supposed to be this this guy who lost a child. Um, and we get to that part after a few more dream sessions where Daphne is basically being like broken down. Um, I do like how he Brooke does like walk Daphne home for the most part. Yeah, uh, and then gets hit in the head with a rock by Demon Boy, which also uh, doesn't make sense because this is the first time he's ever interacted with anything outside of Daphne. And I think he did it because Brooke was putting in her head that everything is fake. Mm-hmm. So, like, this boy is fake. And we get a little bit more of that here uh, later. So, as she's dreaming, her she's buried alive. She gets out of it. And then her skin gets ripped off. Yeah. Like, like this shit didn't make any sense at all right here. I think, well, like you said earlier, though, I think this actually is preparing her for. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like the 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 actual like sequence itself, like it it's just it's stupid, and there's no real point in it, other than some you know decently gory uh, art, and like I don't know. I think it's just it's to to show that. No matter what, she doesn't. She's not controlling her life because when she gets out of it, when she gets out of the dream, she's got a burn scar on her wrist or on yeah. her forearm. So it's it's just a sign of you know this this king, this god is coming, and maybe she, you know it's a sign that she's the chosen one. Yeah, sure, but whatever. Like I said, regardless, it just it's just kind of I don't know it. Nothing, everything in this book seems rushed and like they didn't take the time to actually flush out characters like they should have. That I agree with because how, why we have no, hmm. yeah, I, no, yeah no, I, I agree with that. I mean, just, granted, maybe later on, like they planned on doing more of the series and they were going to do like flashbacks to, you know, like. But even like flashbacks work to a point, but they needed to be sooner in the story. Yeah. If you're going to do it that way, I agree. But oh yeah, the seance goes on. Brooke is there. He stops it. He, he proves that the bell that was floating was actually on a, on a stick. Uh, And then, then the mom is just like yelling at, Daphne's like you betrayed me with somebody. Some you you ruined the only good thing that I had going on in my life, and yada yada yada. Her mom slaps her. Yeah, like all she was trying to prove was that these guys are fakes. You're wasting your money. Dad is dead, and her mom doesn't want to hear that because she wants to believe that her husband is still there somewhere. Whatever. But then Daphne almost strangles her mom to death. And uh, that's how that issue ends. Yeah, they're on the we get, issue five. Um, yeah, we get her at her dad's um, tombstone, and she's like, "Yo, I don't even remember what my dad looked like anymore." And then there's a bunch of demons around her. Whoopie do. Um, yeah, I will say that there are background images 
constant throughout this whole series, which some look cool. Um, some make no sense, like in the very beginning, especially since, uh, as we find out later on, actually maybe find out already, I just don't remember, the demon boy said that he saw Daphne the first time at that first seance she went to. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. That happens like toward the end of book one. Why are there shadows, hand, shadow hands reaching at her at the very beginning of book one then? Yep. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But we go back to Mrs. Uh, so. Mrs. Uh, Shady Hands or whatever her name is. And uh, <clears throat> she is trying to um, drug um, Althea again. And but she slips up and she says that uh, you know uh, Mr. Fleming has gone to tell Nani that uh, if she turns up to let us know. She's like, wait, how did you know we call her Maid Nani? And then she's like, oh. And then like they start fighting. Look. Yeah, they start fighting and she gets fucking um, oh, what the hell is it called? Uh, hey, is this 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 rag smell of chloroform? There you go, chloroformed. <laughs> I love that joke. I mean, it's not really a joke, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So while this is going on, um, Mr. Brooke is talking to, yeah, yeah, and Daphne are talking, and you know he's like, "Oh, this is going on." You know, he's like, "I understand, you know, that you're just a poor, lonely child, and that you know this and that and the other." And then he makes a fucking move on her. Yeah, like I don't understand. I don't know. Like, okay, so we have to put. This is strictly for the case of. Putting our minds in 1900s mind or 19th century mindset. She is 12 years old. She just became a woman because she just had a period. More often than not, you only live to be 40. You know, maybe if that. So here he is seeing her as a woman now, because at this time period, if you if you have a period, you're a woman and now you can be married off. Is it good? No, it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. But obviously, he read into something that was not there. But see, that's the thing. Like, there's, there's no, like, up to this point. I mean, other than the fact that they make him look creepy, but they make everybody look creepy. Yeah. Like, there was no up to this point where, like, there's any he, indication he was this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And no, don't get me wrong, like I get it that that happens, like that that's actually a real life thing. But at the same time, like I feel like they just added this in to add like a little bit of edge and to make it like, oh, everybody is, you know, up against her and I, that and or maybe to add in that she is more powerful than she assumed. Because I mean, as soon as he makes a move, she grabs his hand, grabs the scimitar that's just sitting there. Which I would also like to say that uh, that scimitar goes from being the size of a sword to the size of a knife back to the size of a sword. Yes, I saw that too. Um, Thundercats! Thundercats! Chops his hand off and shoves it into his mouth uh, and then chops off his head. I'm assuming she chopped off his head or the demons that were she allegedly summoned. I don't know. Yeah, because she doesn't have the dagger or the sword in her hand anymore. No, but his head with the hand in it is away from the body. I know, that's what I'm saying, so it probably wasn't her. I don't know. But regardless, she goes to, you know, wash her hands in the fountain or whatever to get the blood off of it. 
and uh, the little boy shows up, and then she drowns him. Like, no, I hate you. I don't want you to be anywhere near me. Leave me alone. Yeah, they start yeah. fighting, and and he disappears uh, until she goes home and sees that her mom is Still not around, knows. and neither is Nani. Neither is Nani. There's a letter saying that she got disbarred from school, disbarred, kicked out of school because yeah. she was um, no longer welcome. Oh, it just says her conduct, and then gets ripped in half because she starts laughing. I'm assuming it was unbecoming. Who knows? Yeah. But, but she goes back to Miss Swarthy B's house and uh she finds a secret passageway underneath uh through the it's through the coal chute, which I mean you know is a uh, common thing that like every house had back then. Hell, sure. the house the my old house that I uh, rented had a fucking uh That's right. coal chute. I remember that. And uh yeah. But you know, I mean, it was like so. You know, she got in that way, and it talks about like, oh, I feel so much more comfortable, you know, underground. Blah 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 blah. Kind of her dreams, yeah. She gets in there, finds out that you know they're going to basically rape her mom, and uh, a forced marriage allegedly. Yada yada yada. Yeah, and then we go to the next uh, um, chapter. Yeah, and she's sneaking through the house, and there's like a bunch of rats that are basically drinking blood, which doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know where the blood coming oh no the blood's coming from the pig's head yeah yeah but there is like a whole puddle of blood down there that's you know for just a pig's heads that's a lot of blood i mean it's the pig in general like i'm assuming that those wrapped around the walls are entrails so, I like, they, and it looks like there's two pigs because another one on the banister like it's they've had a lot of sacrifices down here Let's yeah that that's fair so we get we find out that Althea is um getting creeped on by this half naked nasty old lady um who yeah, threatens her at knife point to you know get naked and then get dressed again. Well she's gotta get in her ceremonial robes. Yeah, her wedding, wedding dress, if you will. Yeah. Um and after that That's happens funny. and uh um Althea's she, left alone. Yes. You Daphne comes in to find her mom. And immediately her mom's like, hey, you need to, you need to leave. Like, she's like, yeah, you're leaving with me, dumbass. I found a way to get out. Yeah. And then we have a whole bunch of naked people. Yep. Time for the be cults. Because, you know, they had to debase themselves with sin so that they'd be ready for this evil lord of theirs to come and take over this other woman's body and whatever. Yeah. Daphne and her mom are escaping. She trips over a rat. Into the blood. Into the blood. And then starts freaking out. She yep. knows that bad things are going to happen. But starts freaking out like a little fucking child while they're trying to escape. And then they just magically get caught by everybody. Well, yeah, because they heard the sound and, and they run True, but where they were at compared to where these people were at as far as the way... Like, they would have been... They would have had to have shifted the whole house... To make that room appear in front of them. No, no, no. Like they just they ran down because they were going. They she was going them, back out the chute, but she was going back out the coal chute. Yes, but they're underneath the stage. I'm gonna say stage because it looks true. Like was, exactly, so. they were underneath it, which meant the all these people would have had to have run down there as soon as she made the noise. Well, the reason why I said stage is because they probably had a trap door. <laughs> so you open up trap door, jump down in. 
but that's the thing is they're not they're not down there when they like well, okay. as soon as these people show up. Yes, but like so they show up. They are I'm assuming we can still assume downstairs. But then the next scene, it's them captured because Daphne's hands are bound. Now. Yeah. So they drug them back upstairs. Well, her hands are bound for about two seconds. Because oh, yeah, as soon as she gets left, her hands are unbound again. So. Uh, yeah. But then they get bound again uh, later on. Because next time we see her, uh, when she starts to pretend to be the demon lord, uh, they're bound again. Yeah. So. Uh, I look the art style is great. The attention to detail is absolutely pathetic. And yeah, I will. I mean, don't get me wrong, great artist, but there is so much. Like this is one of my biggest problems reading this was that In when the, you the, have I, a character, when you make a character, you want that character to be the same character while you're making them. Consistency. Yeah. Exactly. Like you look at let's throw out an X-Men comic. And if Wolverine went from being five foot four to six foot two, and then back to like five foot four, and he went from looking like, uh, he was Jubilee's age to looking like he was, you know, like fucking Magneto's age back to, you know, looking like he was in his thirties. Like you'd be like, what the fuck is going on with this? You know, or if Wolverine had his, you know, spiky Wolverine hair and his sideburns, and then in the next picture he had like a fucking, you know, handlebar mustache, and then in the next picture he went back to having the sideburns but no pointy hair, you'd be like, who the fuck is this character that I'm looking at? Yeah. No, you're not, and you're not wrong. And it's been all over the place with this. Every single character. Every, every single Like, every single Nani character. looks like Nani. Mrs. Summer or Smothersworth or whatever. Yeah, yeah because as soon as as soon as we they the reveal is that Nani was in on it all, and they see her. You see Nani and Mrs. Swarthmore, and then Nani's gone. But they look very similar. Yeah, yeah. So, and even I mean, even to the point of Daphne's hair changes length and style. And I'm not just talking about like her hair done up in style, like. At one point in time, she has full bangs. At another point in time, her bangs are fully into her hair, and they're, it's, her hair is all the same length. And then at another point in time, she has just a little bit of bangs, and like no, it's just it's it's infuriating to me because, like, I like consistency in yes. my books. You know, like, and because instance, this is a miniseries, it should be not that difficult at all. Correct. I mean, fuck, you look at Lock and Key, Bodie looks the same way from page one to the end of the fucking series. Well, I mean... You can tell who he is throughout the whole thing. They're like... Even the changes they make in uh, um, um, Kenzie. Yeah. They still kept her face looking the same. And they still, you know, like... It's just... I I don't like the whole drastic changing between facial features and expressions and... From, I, if it if it changed from issue one by the end of issue six, that would make sense. But when you're changing from issue panel one, to panel. panel one to issue one, panel two, that's the problem. Yes, I agree with you 100% on that one. Which and is why, again, again, I love Kelly Jones' art. This, I was excited when this came out. And I remember reading it, but I also remember after I read it, I'm like, that was a story. Like, yeah. it made no sense. Out of the six five books that came out 
in the Hill House comics run, this was my least favorite out of the five. And it sucks because I like Kelly Jones art. I, I figured that should be automatically somewhere in the middle. No, this is this is out of those five, and I can't count I'll count six because Refrigerator Full of Heads came out last year. Yeah, um, but that's still part of the year. it's part of the Hill House. It's just well, not, I mean, it's part it of the basketball heads, like yeah, but it was it wasn't part of that initial first run. Okay, well. that's fair. Um so while Daphne is being you know tied up and and put in a corner there's another girl there uh sally who got brought along because of her mom i guess i don't know yeah it was really weird she's like mom said i could come along because blah 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 mom says pain's not real mom says this mom says that and that's the thing she starts whispering she's whispering to to daphne but it's literally everything that what's the the ghost boy was telling daphne early on like issue two yeah and so she puts it together really quick what's going on and starts to see so and this this where it starts getting confusing is she pretending because once everything goes and she escapes with her mom she says she was pretending but you know she definitely wasn't didn't seem like she was pretending yeah especially when she kills everybody yeah yeah. So like I, I said, the, the whole story, this could have possibly been something interesting, but they it's like they rushed the whole thing to get like like this this could have been like 18 issues and had a solid storyline. I mean it but could instead have been, it could have, not even 18, put it out to 12. 12 sure. Oh, but what I'm saying is they could have had more issues and made a compelling storyline where like we got enough of the story to make everything make sense with backstories, which like, you know, where it was showing Nani being, um, you know, shady or like slipping out of the house when, you know, nobody expected her to, or like, she's the one that like, it could have showed her being like, you know, telling the fucking cook to leave or killing the cook, you know? Yeah. Anything it could have, you know, had like, um, the first couple of panels of it before we get her in school could have been her dad dead in the opium den. That would have been perfect. And then then you're one like because that could have had Daphne be like, well, he wasn't like that. And so yeah. you're thinking the entire time, all right, cool. So we're following our protagonist, Daphne, and now she's trying to figure out why her dad was found in the opium den. And we get told later on, because what's his Fleming is the one that killed her dad. And then dumped and, him in the opium den. Yeah. But he also says that it wasn't hard because he was actually just there. Like he was addicted to the stuff. But I mean most he, like, he's probably lying, but we well, he might know. not have been. I mean, look at uh, Sherlock Holmes. True. Very true. That was just, it's just what it was back in the day. You know, that's what they did. So, yeah, I'm right there. Like, this this book, I mean, we've already said it. We're, we weren't fans of this one. No. But, but, it's not like 70s Marvel, where that was just terrible. True, but 70s Marvel had, Marvel had more of a storyline than this did, so... Yeah, but I also feel like they rushed a lot more. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, because like they're trying, they're telling this beautiful story, this great story in an issue, and then by ish by page twenty, they realize, oh, we got two pages left. We have to wrap this up. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. This one did the two pages at the end throughout the whole thing. That's 
Yeah. Like, we have a six-issue story arc right here that, like I said, should have been at least, you know, you said 12, 12 18. 18, yeah. yeah. And, like, it could have been great. But instead, they rushed every single plot point in this story and just to add in, like, excuse me, honestly, some of the panels where they had, like, the gory monsters and stuff, I feel like they were unnecessary. A lot of it was, yeah. Like, adding it into a panel that you already have, like, when they, like, the hands at the beginning or whatever, sure, I get that. Like, a little bit here. This is a creepy book, yes. Exactly. Like, the, the her picture in school being a skull, I get that. Or, like, if there was something creepy, like, behind Nani that made us see her as, oh. That, yeah, that would have worked. We had the scene when she was talking to the the, the demon boy god king um in her room and then her mom comes in to tell her about the daughter or the the other the other kid and we see like the covers under the bed have got like the monsters under it like that, that was cool fine scene. That yeah was. because it made sense because it was it was still part of the story telling you that there's something creepy underlying inside of the story yeah but it wasn't a you know oh let's just put all these you know demons and goblins here for no fucking reason other than i wanted to draw them yeah, yeah, she runs into the goblins or the the, the dead things um, in her dream. Okay, why? Yeah, so, I get why you. It, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't like, uh, I would have honestly rather read a fucking 70s Daredevil comic than this. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. Yeah, Oof. because at least every time I looked at Matt Murdock, I'd know it was Matt Murdock. That's fair. Every time okay. I looked at Foggy Nelson, I'd know it was Foggy Nelson. Okay. Okay. Well, luckily, our next book, we're going to be knowing who we're looking at. So we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but that being said, it's part of the Hill House comics. So I have it in my shelf because of that. Uh, other than that, I probably wouldn't have bought this. this I, I would rate this one about a 2.5 out of 10. Oh, we're doing ratings now? No, see, why not? Uh, i'm actually kind of right there with you it's not great it's not if you're looking for a a good horror comic this is not it no no um honestly go back go lock and key that's 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 bullshit the the um uh basketful heads Um, even even the refrigerator which was a sequel to it not as good but still good yeah um, so you haven't read that one yet, so yeah. Um, but uh, something's killing the children, wonderful, which we gotta get some more on that here soon. Yeah, we do. I saw, dude, I saw it in uh, I was in that um, uh, fuck, it used to be Clem's uh, summit. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> and uh, I saw a, an issue of it sitting out there, and I'm like, oh man, I was like, we need to get back to that. Speaking of which, give me just a second because I can't remember what it's called, but I have to go. F- I found a comic that I picked up. And yeah, end this real quick and then we can do that. Oh, yeah, we can do that. And yeah. we're basically at the end. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, thank you all for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Rundown, on Instagram, Comic Book Rundown, on threads at Comic Book Rundown. Email us, Comic Book Rundown at gmail.com. Rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. If you do, we'll read it on an upcoming episodes. Our song was done by Joe. Formerly one half of the Sex Turtles, formerly one half a part of, uh, uh, what they're called, um, Rick, my podcast. Thank you, that one. And he'd have been like a fourth of that. I said part of. I changed it to a part of. <laughs> um, and 
uh, we got merch over at Redbubble and Public. Where can I find you? I'm good at this game on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Um, probably some other places, you know. Uh, I am thinking about making a, a separate Instagram because I found out you can do that and still have it like linked to the same account where like you can just switch between them. And I think I'm going to do it just for my art. Yeah. I, uh, nope, I just wanted to merge mine and then have Pony yell at me for promoting my other show. <laughs> it's time. <sighs> all right, so thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.